Hello, mental health warriors. Another incredible testimonial is headed your way with now our fourth member of Tampa Counseling and Wellness joining the show. If you missed the first episodes on the team, don't worry. You can scroll down in the episode description for all. Carlos, Dallas, and Ashton have all delivered great, unique episodes covering different topics. For our fourth episode, I am eager and excited to sit down with Kasmin Wilson, MS. She loves working with individuals to remove blocks that are keeping them from living the life they imagined. She is well-versed in various mental health struggles such as anxiety, depression, trauma, and so much more, and she enjoys using a holistic approach focusing on self-care. She is also a certified yoga and mindfulness meditation instructor, so get ready for value everywhere. She is a registered mental health counseling intern in the state of Florida. She earned her bachelor's degree in health sciences from USF and a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling from Troy University. She stresses that there is no one size fits all approach to therapy. Your story and collection of struggles are unique to you. You don't have to go through life's challenges alone or carry the burden to figure it all out on your own. She will be here for you when you're ready. And if you are ready, especially by the end of the show, be sure to stick around to the end to find out how to get in touch with Kasman, say hello, and book an appointment. But before we get there, we have to start out. What does mental health mean to you? So mental health means to me, um, I mean, basically it's a view into our psychological, um, our emotional, our social well-being. Um, it's, I mean, it's how we think, feel, and act, how we really show up in, in the world. Um, and it's taking care of ourselves and being able to really pour into other people. Pour into other people, giving back through our stories, giving back through our experiences. You hit it there perfectly. And thank you for starting us off. Everyone listening on, it's time for another show of a mental health break. I'm Vincent A. Lancey, and again, I'm thrilled to be bringing on Kasmin today because it's part of this special Tampa Counseling and Wellness bonus series that we have. As you know, if you've been listening on, they've been our partner for over a year on this show, and you've heard their blurb in the beginning of each episode for a very long time. If you don't know Carlos, you have to get to know him. Carlos Gomez is one of a kind. He's a rock star doing everything from wellness centers to mastermind series, to public speakings. The guy does it all. So a special shout out to Carlos and a special shout out to the whole team at Tampa Counseling and Wellness. At Tampa Counseling and Wellness, we want to remind you that it's okay to not be okay. Reaching out for support and asking for a little extra help can be overwhelming, but everyone deserves a safe space to heal. We're so honored to be that space for Florida residents. If you want to learn more about our services or you'd like to set up a free consultation with one of our clinicians, you can call or text us at 813-520-2807. We're looking forward to growing with you. I'd now like to ask you, Kasman, to introduce yourself to our audience before we dive back into mental health talk. Of course. So um, I am a holistic mental health counselor. So basically, that just means I look at the whole person. I'm looking at physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, kind of all of the things rolled up into one. Um, just because I know that sometimes mental health can can also be the result of something going kind of off in those other areas. So I like to look at everything. Um, my foundational work is in communication. I do that through transparency, honesty, uh, vulnerability. I also um, 
foundational things can be also expressing emotions. That's also looking at it from that very vulnerable lens um, and also self-care. Same thing with the holistic approach is I'm looking at, I mean, there's like 50 different forms of self-care, the physical aspect, emotional, mm -hmm. spiritual, financial, all the things. So I love yeah. how you brought that up again. Self-care, it's going to be a great theme to this episode. You want diving into a little bit about self-care. We hear the term a lot now. It's becoming a popular term, but what is self-care? Mm, self-care, uh, like I said, it kind of depends on specifically what you need in regards to self-care. So for myself, I love physical self-care. That is more of the, um, I can soak in the tub. I can right. take a spa day. Um, emotional is how do I hold space for myself emotionally? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for myself, that it, that can look a lot like just paying attention to my mind's cues and my body's cues and really understanding like, oh, wow, I need this emotionally um, and doing just that or kind of that psychological thing, what is going to stimulate my mind and, and keep it uh, a little bit more balanced. So typically we go a lot to the physical part of the self-care um, and we may feel better, but still not and still feel something that may be disconnected. So maybe we need to look in those other areas. Thank you so much for delving deeper into that topic. It's something we all need to make time for. It comes up almost on every episode how fast life is moving now that most of COVID has been put behind us, knock on wood here. But <laughs> we still need to worry about ourselves. I'm physical as well. My exercise in the morning is my mental health boost. It helps carry me throughout the whole day when I'm too busy with work and I don't get that full exercise in. I'm overthinking. I'm not in the best mood and things just aren't as well. But what works for some doesn't work for everyone. If exercise isn't for you, we already spoke about how she is a yoga instructor, a meditation instructor, mindfulness. There's so many techniques out there. One will be for you. And while we're on the topic, I might as well ask you, what are some techniques you can offer to our audience, whether short term or long term, some things they can do to improve their mental health? to be very honest, uh, one thing is carving out the time, right? You just mentioned one thing may not work for you, um, but finding what feels good, literally. And you only need five to 10 minutes to do that. Like it could be checking in. I, I talked about like, checking in with your mind's cues and your body's cues. So like checking in with your, your mind and your body, whether that be through breath work, whether that be through journaling or moving your body, literally um, the finding what feels good. So like walking, talking to a loved one, it could be cooking a meal, um, finding joy. Like those things can be um, very much short-term things we can do on a day-to-day. -day. I love all of those. How about some long-term initiatives, long-term strategies, techniques? Mm -hmm long-term strategies um, look a lot like that emotional um, and kind of that psychological work that we do, something that is very much self-sustaining. Um, and so, yes, very much long-term. If I know how I can deal with um, let's just say, right, we get down to root causes. Um, and I understand my root cause, there can be a different situation in a di different circumstance. But if I'm approaching it, and I'm reacting to it very much the same way, and I don't know why it is free game for it to pop up whenever it needs to. And so if we can understand uh, those self sustaining things, like what we need emotionally and psychologically, it can honestly take care of itself. So when we do the physical things on a day to day, we're able to show up differently. I love that understanding the roots. We have to find out what's wrong in order to fix it. We can't just keep guessing and hope it works. Let's just take the time. Again, Tampa Counseling Wellness, they have the all-stars on their staff. Stick around to the end of the episode to find out how to get in touch with Kasman. But now let's look in a different lens here. 
with your patients that you have, what areas do you come across the most? Mm, um, anxiety is, is the thing that, that yeah. is most common. Um, I mean, to be very honest, most people experience anxiety at least once in their lives. I mean, from butterflies in the stomach of feeling nervous to full on panic. And to be very honest, that spectrum, anything on that spectrum is very much valid. Um, I mean, anxiety is the fear of the unknown. So if I don't know what's going to pop up naturally, I am going to feel um, yes. nervous about it. I'm going to feel like I don't understand. I'm going to feel mm -hmm. a little anxious about it. Um, and like I said, all of those feelings are valid. Like it's something that we can all experience, just not in the same way. Works the same with self-care. I may need this. I may need that. It works the same way with how to um, really calm the anxiety. And it's again, most common, but I can see it in a bunch of different ways. I love that. Again, you're crushing it this episode. We all go through different experiences. We all have different stories, but we all may end up at the same place in this example. Anxiety is very prevalent. You're hearing that all over after COVID. Just there was a lot to be uneasy about. There is a lot of uncertainty and sometimes a good conversation with a therapist may be just what you need. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'd love to know though, Kasman, was being in the mental health field something you always wanted to do or describe how you got here today? Hmm. Uh, that is a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it was the stigma. It was the stigma, uh, the mental health stigma, especially um, in communities where it's not normalized. And so I honestly was presented with it quite a bit growing up. Like I would see it. I mean, there was so much shame that was attached to suffering, but I watched people do it in silence. And I did not like to see that. I did not like the feeling that it gave me. And I looked around and wondered like, why won't people just go anyway? And it was that very much that shame or that feeling like I can do it on my on my own, that pride type of thing. And I saw that a little bit too much. Um, and to be very honest, like, it wasn't until I tried to find my own therapist um, and I was looking for a specific person, really someone that looked like me. And it was, I realized how difficult it was. And I'm like, wow, if it's that difficult for me, I can only imagine like when someone else is looking for someone that they want to relate to how difficult it may be for them. So I became that to be very honest. Just helping people get better. You're a very passionate person about this mental health stuff. And I love that about you. Can you now please share with us what are some things you're going to do to continue to raise awareness for mental health? To be honest, I am a natural teacher. Uh, I love to teach. I also love, <laughs> I love to learn. One thing that I share with my clients is that. And so honestly, to educate, mm -hmm. being a natural teacher, that's what we are going to naturally do is to educate others. Um, and not just on what mental health is, but what mental health is for them. And so I like to do that in order to like combat confusion or um, combat that stigma and to normalize um, and validate what they have that's going on. So any way that I can educate to do that, that's how I plan on like advocating um, in general. I really appreciate that because with the internet, there is a ton of great information out there, but the problem is how much of that information is correct? How much of that information can you count on? So we need to be very careful who we get our sources from and find great sources like today's guests. I think it's a great time now to get into the spotlight story. And since we have a mindfulness meditation instructor on the show today, I wanted to choose a similar article and then get our guest take on it. It's from Medical News Today, and it's titled, How Yoga Meditation Benefit the Mind and Body. They have both become very popular in the Western world, and practitioners praise their psychological and physical benefits. 
Research also suggests that doing both of these can boost our overall well-being and resilience to stress factors. They have been the focus of research, aiming to test their benefits a lot lately. And according to this article, different advantages of yoga and meditation include countering cognitive decline, acting on genetic factors that predispose individuals to stress, improving lower back pain, and easing depression. A newspaper published in the journal Frontiers in Human Neuroscience now shows that yoga and meditation appear to have a positive effect on the central nervous system too, as well as the immune system, and that it may improve the individual's overall sense of well-being. I love this. And let's go back to how it may improve resilience. In the article, Dr. Khan and team worked with some of the participants at a three-month yoga and meditation retreat. At this retreat, the participants engaged in daily meditation and yoga practice and they followed a vegetarian diet. Of the 200 participants, male and females, of course, 98 volunteered to participate in tests measuring particular biomarkers. Due to lack of funding, however, only 38 volunteers underwent these assessments. Here are some things that they had to undergo. Psychometric tests that collected data about their psychological well-being, mindfulness, and psychological involvement. Measures of their brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF. Assessment of the Coristol Awakening Response, CAR, and measurements of pro and anti-inflammatory levels. This is a really in-depth study, and the data showed an increase of an anti-inflammatory cytokine. I may be pronouncing that wrong, and a corresponding decrease in pro-inflammatory cytokine, which led to a reduction in inflammatory processes. From a biological point of view, the scientists noted an increase in BDNF levels their plasma levels, as well as strengthened CAR, suggesting improved resilience to stress factors. Kasman, I'm hoping you can make some sense of that to our audience and give us a little more of your expert insights into this yoga meditation field. Of course. Um, so to be very honest, I'm going to simplify that because even when I was first studying it, I'm like, what, what does this mean? Um, and you. so like the simplified version is that yoga literally means union or to join together. So literally connecting the mind and the body. So people use yoga a lot for those physical benefits, of course, um, but the effects that it can have on mental health are, I mean, I mean, like are astounding, like from reducing stress, helping you to be more mindful and mindfulness is just staying in the present moment, having that positive view on circumstances or things that are going on in life and going back to anxiety, like direct, directly impacting anxiety. Um, so like, Anxiety can have you feeling very much, um, people hear all the time, fight or flight. So you can feel very, very unstable. But yoga has a way of making you feel stable and very grounded. Uh, and so basically what that um, article is saying is that it joins those things together. Um, whether And there's different types of yoga, of course, but um, it can detox the body. It can detox the mind, but very much blending the two um, and connecting them in a way. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Is there a place where beginners can go to learn yoga or do you have any apps that you could recommend or any source where people that are unfamiliar with yoga can learn a little more? 
Of course. Um, I have been doing yoga now for eight years and I started off with a self-practice, a home practice. Many people think that they have to immediately go um, into and doing yoga in a certain place in a building or something like that. But I started off at home and I actually prefer it myself. Um, I, st I love to teach classes, but most of the time now, I've, especially with COVID, I've been teaching them um, just at home. Um, and so a home practice I recommend. YouTube was where I learned and it's sometimes where I still uh, look look at those videos. Yoga with Adrienne, very beginner friendly. Um, she even does this thing where she does 30, 30 days of yoga and she does that every year around the beginning of the year. And that is um, where I first learned the foundation of yoga from. So she is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Everyone listening on, if you've been meaning to try yoga, give see what the hype is all about. Be sure to go follow her advice. And Kasman, thank you so much for taking the time to join this community of mental health advocates. I appreciate everything you brought to the table. And now I cannot sign off without asking you how to find you. Where can everyone make an appointment with you or just say hello? Of course, of course. Um, so I have a mental health and wellness blog, and that is at www.mindreimagined.com. Um, and literally on all socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, it could be Mind Reimagined. So everything is at, at Mind Reimagined. Mindreimagined.com. Be sure to head there and go check it out. Be sure to say hello to Kasman. And we are at Vincent A. Lancey and at a mental health break on all social media. My YouTube channel is Vincent A. Lancey. I've recently began pumping out a lot of content on there. So be sure to check it out. And with that, we will see you on the next episode of a mental health break. Thank you so much once again. Thank you.